Welcome to Secrets, the recent winner of the Black Podcasters Listeners Love Award, where KP and PR share their knowledge and experiences in corporate America to advocate for creating generational wealth for the village. Here's how our listener describes Secrets. Keith and Ricky talk about everything in the workplace and beyond that you've always wanted to know about but never really felt comfortable asking. From microaggressions to being your authentic self to systemic racism, KP and PR provide some of the most excellent career advice on the market. And in season six, these brothers will continue coming with hot fire on how to stay on code and trying to reach and exceed your career aspirations, how to use your power and privilege for good, and how to survive the same old corporate performative acts. Your hosts, Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson, want to challenge you, as well as corporate America, to be better and do better. So fill up those cups and welcome to season six. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Secrets. KP, what is happening with you? What's going on in your world? What is on your mind? (laughs) I'm doing all right over here today. I just remember, you know, how you and I were reminiscing the other day. As a leader, you used to work for, finally decided to call it quits after after a long time. And I know it brought up a lot of feelings, but one thing (laughs) that gave rise to our topic that we're going to be talking about today is the fact that senior leaders particularly white male leaders, have a hard time moving on and allowing the next generation of leadership to take over. Yeah, yeah. Okay? And that's all, again, stepping aside is all part of being on code. You know, that's kind of the theme for the year, right? Right. I mean, it's so true. I mean, the reality is that we all reach a point in a role within our careers that we, you know, sit in and where it, it's time to move on and just just – like my man Ludacris said back in the day, it's time to just get out the way. Get out the you know, way. He said, move. He said, way. move. <laughs> get out the way. Get you know what I'm saying? Way. It's time to do that, right? And this is going to be one of the biggest shifts in corporate America and other industries within like the, the, the over the, like the next 25 to 30 years mm-hmm. as we become a majority minority country, yeah. right? Yeah. That's a whole nother thing to unpack, right? That's a a whole nother thing to unpack because we're already talking about from immigration to whatever it is, Mm -hmm. what that means. But, you know, that's a whole nother thing to unpack. But what that also uh, means is white men will be retiring or pushed out, Mm -hmm. you know, what do you want to call it, behind the scenes or or publicly, okay, and being replaced by women and people of color and if you really understand the, the 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 psychology here, that's like almost the worst thing that can happen to a white man who feels like he's been successful yes. or he's been at the pinnacle, mm-hmm. you know, there, right? You know, a lot of people are going to rebel with all of their being and, yeah. and DNA, yeah. you know, against this change. Yeah, they sure I are. I mean, we they see sure it. Are. We see it now, you know, play out in so many different ways, yeah. you know, but we're already just seeing this happen. And it's going to get worse. Yes, it's going to keep going. It's going to keep going, no doubt. I mean, we already see it in government and politics, Mm -hmm, right? You mm -hmm. know, you have a party who is mostly embracing change and one that's fighting like hell to Mm -hmm. maintain the status quo. And even from the leadership, I mean, you think about what the Democrats just did with Nancy Pelosi and Mm -hmm, Steve Horton. mm -hmm. They, you know, stepping aside. It's like, okay, we've had our time. Right. It's time to step aside. Now, we'll talk about Jim Clyburn in a minute because that <laughs> brother is not on code. Right, right. Because he wouldn't step aside and he blocked another black dude from getting a leadership position. But but you know what? Look, I know I mentioned it before. We was even talking about Barbara Lee, but because Feinstein wouldn't step to the side. Feinstein Because she wouldn't step to the side. Right. Now we got all this other stuff happening and the sister that should be getting that role, Barbara Lee. Right. Ain't necessarily getting it. Now she got to go through some extra shit. That's right. You know, to get it. That's right. And, you know- and these fights are real. And despite the progress in the corporate world and other industries, we've discussed time and time again how women and people of color are still well, well underrepresented mm-hmm. in these positions of power, which means there's a, a reckoning about to happen. Yeah, it is, as much as we want to celebrate the first. That's right. This, that, and the other. like, And we're still celebrating. Yeah, we're celebrating the first, but we're talking about even with that being the first we're still a long way away from this, long like way. actually impacting change. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're, we're from it being sustained. That's right. And being on code, Keith, to me means that you as a leader 
have to be self-aware just enough yes. to know when the time has come, yeah. which leads us to today's conversation, mm-hmm. okay? In this episode, we will discuss the situations in our careers where we saw it was time for our leaders or for us, yep. you know, to move on and to make way for someone new, mm-hmm. okay? We will provide you with receipts on leadership, longevity, and the changing demographics yeah. surrounding that. Mm-hmm. We'll close out providing three secrets on how to move on with grace, okay, while protecting your legacy and setting you up for the next chapter, you know, in your life. Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. That's all I got to say. So y'all strap it all. Yeah, this might bring up a little bit here. So yeah, I need y'all just to bear with your brothers. Just bear with your brothers because right here, this is a, this is a, a... Peeling the onion off a little bit. Just peeling the onion off a little bit. And as we know, letting go and moving on is one of the hardest things any leader will ever have to face, Mm -hmm. right? Especially if you've been a high performer and even if you're still getting shit done, right? Like in the very moment. Or if you started this from your idea stage, right? From your garage. So this is like this was a baby that started in your mind. Yes, it is. Yeah. So it's hard and it's Mm -hmm. emotional and there's a lot to it. But it's also important to know when the clock is struck midnight, when it's, right? <laughs> when it's just time. Shit turning into pumpkins. That's right. It's, it's turning into pumpkins. And I remember our time working together, Ricky, and and you know, the, and the company decided to dismantle our division mm-hmm. where we were, the, we were the functional leaders. Yeah, for that division, right? And they kept some of us on board to keep things moving. But at some point, it became apparent, especially if you're, you're truly self reflective. That it was time to call a spade a spade. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It was like, you know, and I personally decided that I was, as I looked in the mirror, I was actually just wasting company resources by staying on the payroll, mm-hmm. you know, and it was personally stressful and unsatisfying to me, you know, from a career standpoint to just kind of be sitting there. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, and look, y'all, like, and he's being nice about this shit, y'all, but like, I was about to lose my brother, man. Like, he, hey, he, he wasn't right. I knew he wasn't really feeling it anymore. You know what I mean? And in, in, we're talking about the sacrifice. Yeah. We had talked about the cost of leadership. Yeah. You know, in some we're talking health. We're talking all of these mm-hmm. things right here. But like, again, the self awareness part that you're talking about is you knew. It was time to probably it's, it's just step trying aside. To, it's trying to step mm-hmm. aside, you know, and, it, and so that's I decided to resign. I mean, obviously, you convinced me to negotiate an exit, which was wise. Mm-hmm. But regardless, at the end of the day, I just knew in my heart of hearts that it was time to move, time to move on. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. I wanted to go some, you know, if I wanted to be somebody, yeah, right, right. I needed to move on, and you know, I kind of had those lyrics of Erica Badu going through my head on and on, and it's like move on and on and yeah, on yeah. and on. Well, actually, right? you had some CeeLo Green stuff playing <laughs> in your head right. when you called me that day. It was he kind of keep he keeping it clean, y'all. But look, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell on him. That's he was, hilarious. He was basically thinking about CeeLo Green and fuck you. Fuck, yeah, I was like, hey, 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 <laughs> hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, young blood. Hold on a minute. Let he me put he putting all my dirt out. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. That's like, all right. I like hold on a minute. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about it. not so fast, my friend. So but look, but but KP, like, I mean, when I think about this, it's like, wow, you know, yeah. like you're kind of giving me a bit of PTSD thinking about that time, yeah, yeah. you know, as well, right? And if if I'm really thinking about it, it's almost like when you're talking about it's time to move on. Yeah. Like we've both served on boards. Yeah. Yep, you know, where there yep. are board members who've been on the on a board. Yeah. 10, 15, 20, 25, even 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I get it mm-hmm. at the end of the day if this means something to you. Yes. But it all it, like we all come to a point like father time, mother time, what do we want to say is undefeated. Yes. That's right. Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Serena, that's right. Wayne Gretzky, yeah. It all, whoever it you want, like it, it happens to the best of. We all have to kind of step to the side, mm-hmm. you know. You know, at some point. But from another perspective or a point of view, I've had the responsibility of being the HR executive, or as I know we joke around about this a lot of times, being the corporate whisperer, you mm-hmm. know, and having to gradually speak with various leaders. To get them to the point of realizing that their time had basically arrived. Yes. You know, and it was time to step aside and let someone else take the reins. Mm-hmm. Okay. And 
this is not like a one conversation and then they agree. This right. is like you gotta like massage this. You gotta season this. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, for a while, for, for, <laughs> for this to taste right. Yes. You gotta season it. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Because if you just give it to them all in one shake. Oh no, that ain't. It's gonna, gonna work. shock their system. Oh yeah. Right. And that, and you're gonna be part of the problem. That's right? right. You're gonna be the problem. So think about it, KP. I mean, to your point earlier, we are talking about people who are used to like having the power. Yep. Having like the influence and being able to influence the cash flow, whether it be like. Mostly to their own pockets, to what the board's going to get, yep. to like what mm-hmm. their that their line level or cronies yes, you know, are going to be able to get. Like it really becomes a paradigm shift when they have to start activating their own transition plans, you know, and or like their own succession plans because this is not like an overnight task as we had talked about before. This this takes like a ton of mental and physical preparation, but most of all. It takes like humility. Oh, it takes a ton of humility. It takes humility, man, takes for you to be able to say humility. when when you have to say I ain't got it. Yeah. Let me let, let me let, let me go ahead and quit it and let them get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yep. it takes some humility. It happens to all of us. Yeah, no doubt. It absolutely does. And 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 look, you know, as I'm thinking about this, like like KP, like let's give our listeners just like a few situations. You know, when it comes to like stepping aside, let's talk to them a little bit about like the various ways and reasons of like what this looks like. What it would look like, why you would step aside. Exactly. I mean, one that comes to the top of mind, like your, like board members that we both worked with, you know, in a job, if you've been in position longer than five years, yeah, it's really time to start evaluating. And and we've, we've had coaching clients where they've been in a job five, 10, 20 Mm -hmm. years. And it's like, what are you doing? What's the end game? Like, 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 what, what, what are you trying to achieve? Like, if (laughs) if this is your coup de grace, if this is like your your pinnacle moment, right? Like, I'm at the apex. I'm good. I'm gonna ride this out. You gotta like know that's what you're trying to do. And but you also have to know that you are now a blocker. Yes, you're a blocker, (laughs) and you can't be complaining about not giving exactly. X, Y, and Z. And you can't be mad or surprised when your top performer, your 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 second in command decides to leave. That's right. Because if or, you or go around you. Yeah, because they know that like if you're comfortable, then they know they're uncomfortable. That's right. Okay. And they're gonna have to do something different to change mm-hmm. their own situation. That's right. And it's the same thing. I mean you, you used the board example earlier and I remember, you know, when I sat on the on the glisten board, it was like I've been there nine years, 10 years. I sat on the board for 10 years. I was ready to go after nine. They asked me to stay for an extra one. But I knew it was enough. Yeah. It it was enough. I mean, it wasn't like I couldn't contribute anymore. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like I didn't have more to give or anything. But it was time to, like, make way for... Mm-hmm. Some somebody new to come onto the board, bring new ideas, bring new energy, bring new resources. So it's just like, just call it. It's okay. And after you sit in the in the the chief, yeah, or like the the the, the co chair, yeah, you know, type position. I mean, really, what else is there to do? Right, that's right. I mean, like yeah, I, I've I'm, had every role on that. I've been treasurer. I've been vice chair. Yeah. I've been chair. Yep, chair emeritus. What else am I gonna? I mean, just yeah. let's go. Yeah. Let's go. It's okay. Yeah. And and we talk about this. I mean, we had so much like talent, you know, like on our teams. Yes. Right. Like, you know, and in our philosophy is probably not the popular philosophy where I'm gonna try to get the most talented person on my team. Period. Absolutely. I'm over hiring as much as yeah, I yeah, can. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> you know, because I wanna make sure that I get somebody where and it's not about me not wanting to work. But it's about me, like, trying to get someone to challenge me to continue to grow. Yes. Okay? And, you know, being able to get someone who can step in. Yes. In my absence, so to speak. You know, so your succession plan, you're going to have to activate your succession plan. Yes. But when you have talent leaving, Keith. Yeah, that's another one. That's another big situation. When right you have there. talent leaving, you have to step back and ask, why is the talent leaving? Right. Like, I was at one of the the the, the premier Okay, one of the world's best med tech organizations. Yep. Okay. I was and when you think about the sheer talent yeah. that left that organization, this is not just about black. This right. is it. all yes. talent that left all the talent. organization. That's right. We got people who are now CEOs and in top leadership CMOs. positions. Like <laughs> all, all of this stuff. Like you got to look at why are people leaving the organization? Because you have people who are like Basically, squatters. That's like, right. if we yes. want to call it what it is, yes. it's like people who 
don't plan on leaving. That's right. Like, and, and and again, we're giving we're giving talented individuals who are overachievers. I mean, we have blue chip educations or people. Who, if you don't have blue chip ed- education, you got blue chip accomplishments. Yes. Okay. We're giving you mystery shit to chase. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Yes. Like when we ask the question, and and if you're new to secrets, okay, we always ask what all needs to be true yep. for me to move to the next level. What needs to be true. And when someone gives you stuff that sounds kind of like. Yeah. It sounds crazy. You're like, wait a minute here. Like, wait, so you telling me I need to like. Make sure that I do X, so I need right. to do... We're talking about TPS reports again over here. We're talking about the office space. Exactly. We're talking about wearing That's more, right. f- more right. wearing more flair. Yes, exactly. Okay? Need to spend more, three more years to get this experience before... <laughs> exactly. Like, why would I do that, spend three more years giving it to y'all, and I might or maybe get it? Right. When someone is willing to give me two times more than what I'm getting right now. Like, And I'm not saying chase the dollar. I'm talking right. about reality. Yes. You know, here. So again... When key talent, you know, is leaving because you are a blocker, that's usually a sign that it might be time for you to either do something different, yep. you know, or kind of think about what your 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 succession plan or your transition strategy yeah. will, will yeah. look like. Absolutely. And I, to build on that, I mean, a third scenario is like, you've just gone as far as you're going to go. Yeah. And in, in this company, right? And that's a, it's a moment, right? Yeah. Where you just kind of... Like, this may be it. But it happens. But it happens. And it's not like a, it's not an abomination on you. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. It's just the circumstances or whatever it is. This is as far as it's going to get. Yeah. Ricky, yeah. this is as far as it's going to yeah. get. Right? So you have to make that choice of like, am I going to sit here and block? Or am I going to just go find another opportunity? I mean, look, man. I mean, look, I'm <laughs> not, I'm not supporting Breaking up with folks, divorce, right. this, that, another. But you know, when you you think about when you when you get married, you like you got all of these these grandiose ideas, and we dreams, gonna, hopes we and gonna, dreams. We're gonna be able to do this, 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 and this. You know what I mean? And ooh, if I just go get this education, or if I just go do this, if we invest here, yeah. you know. And then you look at four, five, six, ten years later, mm-hmm. and you following the plan and the person that you with. They kind of just content and happy to be where they are. It's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. But if you have dreams and aspirations of doing more, yeah, that's when you start to have like those. Hey, we've just grown apart. Yes, irre- irre- irreconcilable differences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That happens in your career. That happens in your career as well. That's right. <laughs> Sometimes you get it, it, like what Gladys Knight said. Neither one of us want to be the first to say goodbye. <laughs> that's right. Sometimes you got to <laughs> like somebody got to say. Sometimes bye. you got to say, I'm, 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 I'm up out of here. That's right. I got to do my thing. That's right. And like she says at the end, farewell, my love. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> you should have sang it though, Keith. You should have sang it though. I'm sure everybody would have wanted you to sing that, Keith. You know, they didn't want you to just to repeat the lyrics. They want you to sing oh, that Lord. shit. I mean, look, I think about it like, you know, in that dead end role, you know, kind of there. Like, yeah. like, you know, sometimes you're just not gonna get right. to where you wanna be. I mean, sometimes like you you, you just get old. You man. just get old. Like, That's I mean, right. if you yep, on a yep. on a losing team. And they've been losing, and you've been dedicated. Yep. Okay, and you really want to win mm-hmm. before your your career ends. Sometimes it's time to just like I just got to go somewhere else. Yes. You know That's what I'm right. saying? Like, That's it, right. and it it is maybe not it might not be the the popular thing to do. Mm-hmm. But if you're being true to yourself, everybody wants to be the bride versus the brides. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Everybody wants to win yep. versus being like a, a a contributing player. That's right. You know, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. But I I mean, father, we talking about father time. You know, mother time, whatever is undefeated. Undefeated. Like, <laughs> some of the, some of the greatest, you know, uh people, you know, in terms of athletes, we've seen in particular. Yeah. We've Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. He got old. Yeah. You know, Michael Jordan. Okay. He got old, old, you know. Serena, Serena, like I mean, all, they get old. You get old. You get old. They, they get, so you Tiger Woods. You can't do the same shit. You yeah, could do you know. You you had a good run, but at some run. point you have to start thinking about your legacy. Yes. Do you want to be that cat to stay too long? To stay too long. The game That's right. by you. You know they over here. That's right. They over here using. You know they over here using the internet, and you over here using the fax machine. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it happens. It happens to the best of us. Yeah, it does. And I mean, that's the big conversation in politics right now too. Mm-hmm. Is like, is Biden too old? Is Trump too yeah. old? Is mm-hmm. Nancy too old? You know, all the things about you know. 
And at some point in time, it is time to just step aside mm-hmm. and just let it go. But I, but I always think about like conversations that you and I had, and I mean, you were at Kodak, yep. and like when we were coming up, like Kodak was a recognizable yeah. brand. Yeah. Kodak was damn near like Apple. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it was like. They were. We were always consistently like one of the top three brands in the world. World. It was McDonald's, Coke, and Kodak. Yeah. People knew. (laughs) People knew who Kodak was, right? right. But I always start thinking about like everybody gets outdated to some degree, right? Everybody kind of like. Yes. If you're not constantly trying to upgrade or rebrand or whatever it is, like you can kind of fall victim to being outdated. Oh, totally. I mean, and that, I mean, you talked about Kodak. I mean, we had executive after executive after executive. I mean, for decades, they were the bomb mm-hmm. because, I mean, in the analog world and the film world, Kodak was the bomb. The products were the bomb. Anyone who had a senior position at that company could write their ticket mm-hmm. to anywhere they wanted to go. But as soon as that damn digital camera and things started going digital came out. <laughs> Those folks were dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Like one day to the next, they went from like being the shit to being a dinosaur, mm-hmm. right? Being extinct. Yeah, they, 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 did they, not. they went from being sugar yes. to being shit. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Yeah. And it had it had nothing to do with them and their right. Their, you know who they were or what they had accomplished is just they were not they were not schooled in doing that. It's just like you know somebody telling me to go design a rocket ship. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> right? <laughs> that ain't your thing. That ain't I wouldn't even thing. know where to start. That ain't so your thing. and so that happened to a lot of executives at Kodak where you, you just outdated. Mm-hmm. And so, and there's not a, a lot of times. There's not you, a lot you can do about that. In some ways, you can because you know you and I are old G's too. Mm-hmm. But we try and stay stay current as much as we can on technology and language and. Things that are going on in the world, and especially in this DEI space that we're living in now, you know, staying current with what's going on. Because if you don't, yeah, it you very you quickly get passed by. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, if we're like going back to the sports analogy, you over here talking about running this offense of four corners, and you got Steph Curry over hitting three pointers at the at the yeah, half court half line, court line yeah, consistently. Like, yeah, it's like if you don't change, <laughs> if you don't change to meet that, like you're just going to get capsized. That's right. The best team will lose to like the most innovative yes you know uh partner you know out there right I, I mean I think about you know the 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 biggest thing for me is when you just really start to think about like your legacy mm-hmm. like we've both been in roles where we could have just retired from those roles we could have just stayed kept collecting yep. money yep. you know this and, and and again there's nothing wrong with that per se right but when we talk about the responsibility to the village yes okay when we talk about our ethics, our personal mm-hmm. values, like what we stand for. Like you want to make way for the new talent and build on your legacy. Yes. Okay. Like, Absolutely. You want to be able to do that. Now, look, I am not a New England Patriots fan. Uh-uh. By no stretch. <laughs> nope. But what I will say is Bill Belichick at least gave all of his 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 assistant coaches a chance to go out there and yep. Fail or succeed on their own. That's right. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And 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 again, while he was he he was doing this. Now look, has he stayed in his job too long? I don't know. Yeah. But people have come from his tree. Yes. And been able to be successful. So if we take a look at that and look at people who have come from our tree, we've taken a, a, a different approach. And sometimes we've left the organization. Yes, right, that's right. Yep. So that our talent could flourish. Yes. Without us, without us in that environment, and I think that's really, really important when you think about your legacy. Oh, for sure. Know, at the end of the day, for sometimes sure. you have to step away, yes, so that your legacy can grow legs, yes, so that it, can, it can flourish, absolutely, you know, so to speak, absolutely. And I, and I like to start, you know, when I start roles, it's always having an exit plan. Yeah, absolutely. When you come in the door, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm gonna be here five years, yeah. and. We'll see what happens. Okay, so you just sparked my 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 interest <laughs> here because that is definitely you know something that we probably need to double click on yeah. as we're talking about the exit yeah. plan. The exit plan starts when like it it, yeah. it 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 is grown or groomed. Yes, when you start an opportunity. When you start an opportunity, it's just like we talked talked about the Glisten board earlier. I knew when I came on the board mm-hmm. that. Nine years will be my max, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like you have three three year terms, 
and then you roll off. It's kind of like the the gentleman's agreement that you just roll off after that, right? So it's like, okay, that's my max. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. I may not make nine, but I'll at least try and make one term or two terms just to have an impact. But after that, it's over. Yeah. So, 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 so but think about it though, Keith. Like, like, what's the imp- like? I mean, we're talking about this. What's the impact? Yeah, I mean the, the impact is is huge, and I mean, and when you move on, or when a leader moves on, it's also transformative. It gives the organization a time to move on, yeah. and do something different, and be innovative in a different way. Yeah, new, new, new breath. That's right. New strategy. Right. New voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, because because think about it, we've seen plenty of times when, and I hate to keep using sports analogies, but yep. you got the same players. Yep. But you got a new coach. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they start winning. All of a sudden they do. They take start off. winning, they right? They, I mean, but again, again, you have to know when to step aside. And sometimes when you don't know when to step aside, you have to be, you have to understand when you're asked yes. to step aside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Like, like it's, it's totally okay. And when they win, yes, with your strategy, with your players, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you have to rejoice in that win. Yes. You know, also. Yeah, for sure. And they have to give you your flowers. They you know, give you your flowers. But the moral to the story, though, Keith, for me is moving on at the right time is one of the most impactful things you can do for you and your organization, right? Yeah. And we're not asking everybody to just go quit tomorrow. No, Okay, no, no, we're not no, doing no, that. No, no, no. If you really care about what's best for an organization, what's best for the people that you brought up, that you mm-hmm. brought into the organization, you move on before you become the problem mm-hmm. or before you become a blocker. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like that's like really important. But again, I know Keith, I know I say this every week, but I know people think we'd be, we'd be over here drinking, that's getting right. excited. Always. You know, put a little shine on it. Yeah. Sensationalizing. But this is the part when we start hitting you with these receipts, right? And there is a reason why we're talking about this subject. On this day, in this way, yep. like this, there's a reason, right? And this is what we call the receipts. So today, we're just going to take some time and share some receipts on leadership, longevity, and changing demographics. So Keith, just hit us with receipt number one. Yeah, receipt number one. Our old friend, the Harvard Business Review. We've been wearing their asses out, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> Our old friend. And according to the Harvard Business Review, the average ten- tenure of an S&P 500 CEO is seven years. Mm-hmm. And the world's best performing CEOs demonstrate remarkable longevity at 15 years. Mm. That's the world's best. And they've prospered by outperforming their peers both financially and on increasingly important environmental, social, and governance measures. So again, that just shows that they're able to like move with the times, right? And transcend. And, tra- uh-huh. and transcend. That's why they're able to last 15 years is because they're moving as as society is moving. And though once again, there's a lack of women on this list mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's not a bunch of women at the head of public companies. So, because, because other people aren't stepping aside when they should. Because other people aren't stepping mm-hmm. aside when they should. And of course, no CEO, even executives who we talked about that are the best performing can excel on all fronts all the time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This reality raises a question that boards and investors must deal with. How can you tell if a down quarter is a blip or the beginning of a long-term trend? You know, it's always one of those nagging questions. And more to the point, how do you know if it's the right time for the CEO to step down? The conventional wisdom, at least among directors, holds that performance in a firm's highest office plateaus just after nine years. So yeah. once you kind of hit that nine-year mark as a CEO, it's kind of like you should be looking in the mirror. So somewhere between seven and 10 years as a CEO is is kind of like enough is enough. And as we start thinking about these startups and some of these more innovative companies, yeah. that seven to 10 is more like three to four, three to five. Yes. You, you, you know, because yeah. again, things are moving so fast and this and this. So when you start talking about some of those more innovative organizations and not non-traditional. Yep. Like that, that, that number that you gave is elevated. Yes. You know, it's, it's escalated to three to five. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. I mean, we both have been in situations where we've witnessed that and, and for sure. And and you think about that. I mean, you think about what happened to Steve jobs at Apple. I mean, he got ran out of the place. They came back when he got run out because it was enough was enough. I mean, you start to get the same questions about Zuckerberg at, at Meta yeah. and, and Musk at all his places. All the comparisons, yeah. You know, because it's like, 
Okay. <laughs> but it happens to the, to, to, to all of them. Oh, uh, that's every, right. Everyone's leadership gets called into question. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and everyone needs to have that that succession plan or that transition plan when you come in the door. Yes. When you come up with this great idea, mm-hmm. they're going to run you out. Yes. They're going to run you out. So yeah, they're going to run you out. <laughs> That's right. Look, uh, receipt number two. You know, I'll build on that receipt by adding some more color to this HBR study. Okay? Like, you know, I know we've been wearing Harvard Business Review oh, yeah. out. We love them. Though. We need to be talking about some type of sponsorship. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay. But anyways, I, I digress. Okay. Most CEOs achieve above average performance in like in their first year, like mm-hmm. right, everybody's excited. Yeah, absolutely. Everything going great, you know. After the exuberance of the uh, honeymoon, the pendulum typically sawing, like like swings, like the other way, like mm-hmm. like like all of the stuff that you saw in this leader, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, starts to kind of like the asterisk starts to come yeah. up, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit there, right? Often driven more by unmet expectations than. By significant or yeah, specific real issues. problems. That's right. You know, if they survive the sophomore slump, most CEOs enter a period of favorable tailwinds, right? Mm-hmm. Their moves in the first two years begin paying off. The recovery period, years like three and five, if we're speaking to this, is often followed by a time of prolonged stagnation and mediocre like results. Mm-hmm. Performance may not be outright negative, and in some cases may be camouflaged by like a rising market. Yep. You mm-hmm. know, but CEOs tend to struggle to deliver at the level of earlier years, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And again, if you're not aligned with like the board or leadership, like that stuff again is escalated there. And in years six and ten, like six through ten, you know, one one strong year, maybe followed by a couple of weaker ones, you know, unsure of whether a poor year signals major problems on the horizon. Some boards delay intervening, right? Because yep. again, that's right. That's when you're right. on a paid board, you're like, like, I'm getting my money. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Like, you know, all of those things all happen. Things. You know, all the questions. Others act quickly to remove a CEO. Okay. Many CEOs in our data set, you know, left left during like like these like, the, the like year this six period. through ten. That's yeah, right. right. Like during this period. And as you'd expect, given the advantage, like the like like the average tenure, like there's yep. an advantage to like kind of doing the popular thing. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. so to speak, right? As CEOs enter this stage, the risk of complacency mm-hmm. is high yep. you know at the ceo board and and organizational levels now that now that they're like sitting firm in the saddle some relax their grip some become over involved you know on meaningless tasks right. so to speak right. like in outside activities boards speeches charities you know doing their own thing yep. and are distracted from the work after several years in the top position, maintaining personal energy and keeping up with a fast changing uh, world are kind of taking a toll. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's like a lot to do, you know, there. Yep. CEOs who outperform the stage recognize the need for reinvention. Mm-hmm. They stay focused on the business and continue to question like the status quo. Like we talk about that all the time. CEOs who survive the complacency trap of more than 10 years in service typically go uh they they typically go on to experience some of their best value creating years mm-hmm. okay this is when they really start to kind of like yeah, yeah. you know if make they it get their that own. far if they get that far which is key their long term commitment and ability to reinvent themselves and the company are coming to fruition now those CEOs who lasted into a second decade Okay, show a similar pattern of highs and lows over their tenure. Their survival wasn't simply a function of their performance, but the credibility and trust they built with the board, investors, and like all of that helped them stay the course in challenging, you know, years when things got rough. Yep. I.e. COVID. Yeah. You know, this, that, and the other, like that kind of like got them over the top. Yep. And in this stage, the timing of succession becomes a key question for boards and the CEOs, right? Yep. Because you get blinded yep. by the other stuff that you ain't really thinking about the succession planning. But now we really, this is the time when you really need to start this, thinking this about it. You got to start thinking about yeah, it. Thinking about the succession planning. What, who's next? That's right. I mean, you done used all of this energy. That's right. To get to this point. 
this is not like sustainable. That's like right. You're, this is not like in, per, in, in perpetuity. No, never. You're not going to be able to do this forever. Never. That's right. And we were talking earlier about, uh, you are just talking about the need, the ones who've been really successful and had long, long tenures have found a way to reinvent themselves mm-hmm. constantly. They're mm-hmm. constantly reinventing themselves and understanding the dynamics that's going on, which leads us to our third receipt, which we talked earlier about the U.S. has become a majority minority country in the next two to three decades. And so that means current leaders today are really going to be in for some reinvention. Yeah. And they're already having to reinvent themselves around DEI and also dealing with the fact that they now are starting to have women and people of color on their teams and being able to like really speak to them and motivate them and inspire them in ways that are different than they had to do before, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so this receipt, according to the Population Association of America, millennials, those who are ages uh, 23 to 38, will outnumber baby boomers, who are 55 to 73, uh, according to a Census Bureau projections over the next 10 years. Now in their young adulthood, millennials are more educated, more racially and ethnically diverse, and slower to marry than previous generations were at the same age. But after growing up in the Great Recession, their economic picture is mixed. Young adult households are earning more than older Americans did at the same age, but have less wealth than Mm. boomers did at the same age, Mm. partly because they're more likely to have higher amounts of student loan debt and other credit card issues. Although the nation's 73 million millennials are the largest living adult generation, the next one, Gen Z, is also entering adulthood. And also known as post-millennials, Gen Z, those born after 1996, are on track to be the best educated and most diverse generation ever. So nearly half of Gen Zers, 48%, nearly half, 48% of Gen Zers are racially or ethnic minorities. Right. And socially and politically, their liberal leaning opinions on key issues are similar to those of millennials. So you talk about a revolution coming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so so if you're if you're that leader, old school thought, and I'm just yes. I'm just gonna keep it like one hundred, right? Mm-hmm. Gotta be in the office hundred percent of the time. Yes. You know, like yep. not thinking about hybrid, you know, work like the future of work, That's you know, right. all of those types of things. That's like, right. And the command and control leadership style and the, the shit might be kind of passing you up a little bit. Yes. You do, do, do you know what I mean? That's right. and, but we're talking about the leaders who are coming up behind you don't don't agree with you. Mm-hmm. That's right. They don't agree with you. That's right. And if you can't relate to who they are, yeah. It's not it's oil and water. Yeah, I mean, look, we we we've both had situations where we've had to try to work with leaders like that we've been consulting who we're trying to explain to them like new terminology. Yes, you know, new themes, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, what does this mean?" Yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. like, how do I do this? Like, I can't really like educate you in twenty minutes, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's you, right. you know, for something that's like that's been happening or transpiring over the last twenty years, right? Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. like ultimately, you are the problem. That's right. It's not a Cliff Notes version. Of, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't cheat this, cheat our way through this. That's right. You know, here. But look, Keith. Look again. I know this is, sounds like a broken record because people think we get like dramatic about it. <laughs> Y'all just be sensationalizing things and this, that, and the other. Look, that's why we have secrets because we've been going through so much stuff like in the course of our careers. Right. We wanted it's to be able experience. to try to we wanted to be able to just to like everyday this, yes. you know, for folks. We wanted to be able to give this to you. But this is the part of the the the, the show when we really start to kind of, you know, dig into like the secrets. We mm-hmm. want to give you some advice. Some, some advice and some some realistic ways that you can impact change, mm-hmm. okay? So today we'll provide you with three secrets on how to move on, okay? Mm-hmm. How to get on with grace while protecting your legacy and setting you up for the next chapter, you know, in your life. So secret number one will be partake in hard self-reflection. Mm-hmm. Look in the mirror, mm-hmm. you know, basically, right? Secret number two, Look at the external environment, what's happening around you. And secret number three, 
embrace your swan song. Get your flowers. (laughs) Okay. Get your flowers while you can. So Keith, let's talk about secret number one. Yeah. Secret number one, partake in hard self-reflection. And I talked about that for myself. We've talked about it, how we've had those conversations with other leaders. Because again, this is being self-reflective and self-aware is one of the hardest yet most important steps that you can take, mm-hmm. right, in, in in your leadership journey. So be honest with yourself and about your energy level. Mm-hmm. Are people following me or ignoring me? Understand your place in the organization. Understand your ability to take the organization to the next level. Set your pride to the side. Set, 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 set your pride to the side, you know, ultimately, and try, try to figure out, like, where you sit you know, within this place in terms of like the self-reflection, mm-hmm. you know, here, I know our pride, pride is huge. Pride is huge. And you don't want to seem like you quit yep. or you, whatever the case is. But to your point, this self-reflection piece yep. is like huge. That's right. You know, here. Absolutely. And you got to just be honest. What's your value add? What's your ability to motivate and inspire yeah. and drive people? Can you even train the next generation? How are you going to train People, if you don't know how to turn your laptop on or <laughs> understand how social yeah, media yeah. works or what, whatever it is, and and how are you actually connected to them? Are you do you can you even relate yeah. to the Gen Xers and 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 millennials and Gen Zers that are coming through the chain? You know, but this is the hard and necessary work that has to be done if you're going to be on code. Yeah, I mean, Keith, I mean, think about it. Like you and I have both been in situations, so we're talking like so. Look, we're talking to like. You know, my niece and nephew, they're yeah. in their 20s, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you got, oh, man, we like the podcast, but y'all need to do something on Twitter. Y'all yeah. need to do something on Facebook yeah. or, or, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And like, you need to do this. And they, they got all kind of extra shit going on. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. So, so every now and then you have to say, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. You're right. We do need to do that. Yes. I'm asking for your help to, to, to assist yeah. us <laughs> mm-hmm. with, with doing that. Yeah. As a leader, this is what you're talking about in terms of the self-reflection. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to spend the time getting up to speed right. to figure out how to do that That's right. and then start and do that? And start, or just move away. Move, step aside. Step aside and let somebody else do it for you. E- either stepping aside and saying, hey, I can't do it. If this is a necessary function of the role and being successful moving forward, I can't do it. Yes. You know, or can I get somebody in place who can do this for me? Mm-hmm. I mean, again, that's part of like this the the successful part of being a leader, you know. Look, Keith, uh, secret number two. I mean, I think looking at the external environment, like there's so much stuff happening around us all the time. Like, I just mean, like you were just talking about, so much stuff happening around us, and sometimes you have to do again that self reflection. But then it's like really taking a look at is your skill set even relevant? Mm-hmm. Like again, we're talking about. People, gets back to my Kodak example, right? We're talking about people sending emails when folks want to make a phone call. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're talking about you know people wanting to do certain things when now you just do that like telephonically, you know, yep. or electronically. Yep. Like, yep. like I mean, mm-hmm. again, it's like really kind of figuring out is your is your skill set relevant? Mm-hmm. Okay, is your knowledge still relevant? Has technology or expectations or leadership methods moved? Beyond your abilities, yes, it happens. It happens. It happens to it happens. all of us. That's right. You know what I'm That's saying? That's exactly like, right. Like, think about it. When, like, we used to go to the goddamn movies. Yes. <laughs> no new movie come out. That's right. You know when COVID happened, we didn't know what we was gonna do. Exactly. Then now all of a sudden, you got to stream. Everything this movie. is streaming. I mean, even cable is becoming a dinosaur. You got to stream it. <laughs> you you stream- know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, so, so every when you think about every viable resource for watching movies every service is coming out with a streaming yep. you know mechanism mm-hmm. you know That's for right. you here right so this but is your old tv executive yeah and don't know about streaming it's time to move on yeah i need people to go into the movies that's right <laughs> i.e go into the office that's right you know i need people <laughs> to do this i mean and look i'm not advocating for like not having to go into the office but you have to evolve with time. not every single position means you need to go into the office right not every movie means you need to go into the to the, the movie theater. theater. That's right. You know? So again, this is the part of the self-reflection journey, but looking inside and at the bigger world, that is important. Like yeah. you have to look at the That's right. You have to understand external. your surroundings surroundings and 
where yeah. you sit. And sometimes, like it's like the world is changing. Are you willing to change with it? Yeah. Do you got the time. Yes. You know, you have like, the time, when, the energy, the passion. When you say, "I know this is what they doing, but I ain't gonna do this." Right. And when you say, "I ain't gonna do this," time to step. Exactly. Time to step. Exactly. 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 <laughs> time to step. Exactly. And our third secret for today is embrace your swan song. What is this really saying? How, it's really this legacy component that Ricky's been talking about a lot. How do you want to be remembered? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be remembered as the person who hung on too long or as the person who put in place a succession plan for the next generation of leadership? You know, picture how you want to be remembered and then execute that plan, mm-hmm. right? It's almost like it's write your swan song or write your obituary. How would you want to be remembered, right? How do you, how do you want people to remember you? Because people are going to remember how you exited. They they won't remember at all how you entered. Yeah. Because they always say first impressions, but actually your last impression becomes the first yeah, impression absolutely, right? absolutely. <laughs> at the end of the day. So don't get it twisted. So people are always going to remember how you left. Yeah. I mean, which which is key because we we both think about like we've been at some name brand companies, some mm-hmm. outstanding opportunities. And there's some there's some debate. Did we leave too early? Yep. Could we go back? Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and do some things. But at the end of the day, when you think about the legacy, like your swan song, yeah. Like I can remember, okay, vividly mm-hmm. when I left Medtronic. Yes. Okay. Yep. And I had to go off camera all uh, mm-hmm. Like a bunch of times, yes. okay, yep. and, I, and and my 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 buddy Carlton, you know, and and, and Grady, uh-huh. you know, they was like, hey, we gonna try to make Ricky cry, yeah, okay. <laughs> I had to keep going off camera because it was a point in time, in that, and Keith, you were on that discussion yes. too. Yep. You didn't okay. even work for Medtronic, yep. and people thought you worked for Medtronic, I know. right? <laughs> Hello, they invited but, me to the call. But there was a part, there's a point in that discussion though, when you think about in terms of like. You know, your swan song, mm-hmm. like, or your legacy. Yep. Like, this is, like, what you're leaving behind, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And, you know, the debate will always go on, like, did Kobe retire too soon? Yes. Did Michael Jordan retire too soon? Sure. Did did Gail Sayers retire too soon? Like, sure. all of those types Barry of things. Barry Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> did they retire too soon? But I think that's, like, part of, like, the impact that you make. And as a result of of leaving that scenario or leaving a legacy, we still have people calling us today for advice yes. or still referencing things that we talked about. Mm-hmm. You and I, yep. you know, mm-hmm. that like influenced those situations. But I think that's really, you know, at the end of the day, in terms of like that swan song, mm-hmm. that like, yeah, really got to think about. Exactly. And it's like I was talking about before, I have that exit strategy when you enter because mm-hmm. what what do you want to achieve here what do you want people to say about you when you're gone because mm-hmm. you can't stay forever we already know that father time mother time undefeated, <laughs> undefeated. you know what i'm saying as much undefeated. as i think i can go out there and 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 do a and catch a pass in high step now i do have dreams <laughs> when i dream i am high step fantasies I am, them dreams them dreams because i've done done it before I am high stepping. I'm in the end zone. I'm pointing to the crowd. You know, my si- peaches, my sister, she in the in the in the, in the crowd. They point at uh-huh. me, say, "I see you. Uh-huh. I see I you, see brother." It. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I am doing big things in my dreams. But the reality is, sometimes those are just dreams and memories. They are. They you know, are. we have they to know are. when to step through. So, look, this has been like so impactful. You know, for me, as we're thinking about knowing when to kind of step away, and 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 I know, you know, for some of our it, and to to our to our listeners' chagrin, mm-hmm. you know, white men are like some of our number one listeners. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's right. This is going to be a little hard for them to digest, but when they sit back, take some time, have them a little drink, think about it they know that they're in the way in terms of like evolution and things kind of moving forward, you know, at to some degree, this is important. So this has been extremely impactful for me to be able to have this discussion, but to be able to now I know outside of this discussion, there's going to be some other conversations, <laughs> you know, to take place. But this is like key for us in terms of knowing like how to get out the way and yeah. knowing when to get out the and way. When, when. So look, <clears throat> 
again, we appreciate everyone just just tuning in. And KP and I, we can talk forever, you know, mm-hmm. on this stuff because Ricky this can. Is, <laughs> he can too. He lying. He lying. His 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 cup is empty, y'all. It his, is. His, his, his cup it is, is empty. empty. So, so he been he been pontificating. It's, okay, it's, it's hangry when you're hungry and, yeah, and angry. Yeah, yeah. What is it when you're like? Your drink is empty. Yeah, we're going to have to. can't get another one right now. Stay tuned. We're going to with, we have to come up with that. But look, you, you all, you can find more resources on the secrets, you know, and all of those receipts that we talk about, you know, that we shared today uh, by going to our website, secrets.com, and looking in the show notes for this episode, right? Like Janelle worked so hard yep. to pull this stuff together, and we try to come up with like not everyday receipts, mm-hmm. you know, for you all. But again, you can go to our secrets.com, you know, to be able to uh, get those for yourself and look those up and and go down your own, you know, rabbit hole. Yep, absolutely. And getting on code, that's the thing this year, y'all. Yeah, and absolutely. so you're starting to see what this looks like when we're talking about getting on code. And we ain't going to be playing with you. We got some good guests. We got a lot of provocative topics. We got a lot going on ahead. We took a little while off, so we have a lot, mm-hmm. a lot to talk about. And so, and we appreciate all of y'all listening. And again, we're continuing to blow up, but we want to be even bigger. So y'all got to help us out. Tell five friends, sign up for our LinkedIn group, write that review on Apple or Spotify, go buy that gear, do all the things. Help us out. Hey, hey look, and the coin meter KP is spinning every day on our website. We've helped you get over $7 million in compensation increases over the uh, the past two years. And just look, I ain't trying to put nobody's situation out there in the open, yeah. but we got a few things happening right this second that's going to probably take that over $8 million. That's okay, that's over right. $8 million. We got some people who are in the offer stage, mm-hmm. the offer acceptance stage, you know, right now, based off of advice and counsel that K- KP and I have given them, yep. you know, so to speak. And we want to get to like $50 million. This is absolutely not like that's right, unfathomable, right? Yep. Like we can absolutely get there. But again, this is where it's like the friends helping friends concept comes into play, right? Like you got to tell, we know there's somebody out there who needs some help. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not willing to accept that they need some help, but they're not trying to hear you. Those are the people that we want to want you to be able to contact. So again, we want you to talk to five people, you know, and be able to get in influence on people. So again, if you've been putting off for yourself, if you've been putting off like coaching, just stop doing it. That's right. You know, at some point in time, you know what you need to do. That's right. right? It's time to invest in yourself. And tell a friend or two. Like we said, we don't want you to tell a friend or two. We want you to tell a friend of five. That's right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we have some exciting new partnerships that we will uh, be announcing soon to give you, you know, more tools to boost your career as well as how to have productive conversations when it comes to anti-racism. Yes. You know, yes, discussions. That's right. And it's that time. So we're going to move on and step aside <laughs> and fill these cups back up because I got to come up with that term for when your cup is empty and you're mad about it and you can't do shit about it. Keith got so, me over here faded, y'all. I, so I'm, I'm over he here. Think, I'm he think- over here sipping in my face. Yeah, yeah, he got yeah. the bottle sitting right next to him. Ain't trying to share at all. You, you, you know how you think the cup is empty, but then somebody, the, the cup still looks full? He over here making me question myself. Yeah, you should be. You should be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to go and fill these cups back up and uh, get back to work. We appreciate y'all. As always, thanks for tuning in. And remember, when we share, you transform. Peace. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed yet another episode of Secrets. If you are motivated and excited about being a part of the Secrets Village after listening to Keith and Ricky, please show these brothers some love by spreading the word to people that you know need this knowledge. Until next time, cheers.